to get into the tough part okay we're going to talk about our own boundaries okay um and we're going to show how to have a conversation about boundaries in real life okay with somebody um because i've never done it and you've never done it even though i've talked about boundaries but without talking about boundaries before Mm -hmm. with brian i've done um but You've shared a few things yeah. with me. But not like where, where I'm setting a boundary or you're setting a boundary right, right, kind of right. thing. Um, so I thought it'd be kind of cool to just kind of, because this was something that was definitely like every single article, every single video I watched, this was the issue. Actually having this conversation is a really big deal. Mm-hmm. Because typically it's not going to be very easy. Because, again, we, well, we've mentioned a lot of this stuff already, you know, the other person is not going to like what you're going to have to say. It doesn't even matter what kind of relationship you have. You could have the best relationship in the world. And I guarantee you that there's something that you're going to say that the other person does not want to hear. Mm. Because it's... First time. <laughs> because either they don't understand it, because it goes mm. completely against their logic, or it goes against their own boundary, right? And so... The, and depending upon how they want to react, they, they can react, they can get angry themselves. They can, you know, um, question you and want to, you know, talk you out of that situation. And some people are just going to be downright mean, you know? So, I mean, obviously I, hopefully we we're not like that, but again, this is kind of, you, you don't, you're never going to know how, what to expect, expect, mm-hmm. especially if you've never had the conversation with that person before. Um, we didn't really talk about, I mean, we mentioned it a little bit, but what to do when your boundaries keep getting crossed. Ah. What should you do? Depends on who it is. Yeah. If it's, um, to me, if it's, if it's a friend that's not someone that you give a whole lot into, um, I'm going to say probably they're like, like, like in the first part of the friend zone, like, you know, them, Mm -hmm. you've maybe hung out with them with other people for a while and you think they're cool and okay, but they're, they're just might they might like break some of your boundaries and you like, Hey, you know, don't do that. That that's you know that's a trigger for me I don't like that um and maybe you've told them two or three other things and they just have habits that they keep doing it well they're not someone you've known for 20 years they're only someone you might have known uh, so, uh acquaintances that's the word I was looking for um you, you just say you know what I'm done mm-hmm. I I can't do this because you're not willing to understand that this bothers me. Right. And I, I no longer wish to have any mm-hmm. communication with yeah. you. And that be it. Yeah. And whether it's people-pleasing or not people-pleasing, you still need to... When you cut ties with someone, I feel... But that's me, that you need to give them a reason why. They need to know why, especially if it is a boundary-cutting, why you're done... 
you just say, I told you one too many times, three strikes, you're out. And my rule is a three strike rule. I am just like baseball when it comes to it. You have three strikes. If you get all three strikes, you're gone. See you. I'm, I don't care if you're my mother. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to yeah. keep putting up with it. Yeah. I agree. There is no reason for mm-hmm. that, especially if I've had to tell you countless times. And if I have to tell you countless times, that there right there tells me you really don't care enough about you me yeah, you don't as a person. Yeah. So if you don't care enough about me, but yet I'm trying to show you a caring attitude and respecting what you want, that's a double-edged sword that I'm not going to play with. I might just turn around and use it on you mm-hmm. and say, slice, see ya, don't want to be ya. <laughs> <laughs> There is no definite answer as to, obviously, what to do in this situation. No. It's going to be the situation. It's going to be what you think is right and what you think you can handle. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to figure out how big of a boundary is this that's being being crossed. How is it really bothering you? Um, You just have to weigh that stuff. And sometimes you, you don't have to cut people out. You know, if you can just kind of fit them in a box, like, okay, I'm only going to see this person in this situation, but not in this situation because I can't handle them in this situation or something like that. If that's what you can do and work around that, then you do that. We're so used to worrying about everybody else. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're not even worrying about everybody, but you're worrying about your husband or your friend or your mother or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And just specific people. But the thing is, is that we have to bring it back and we have to realize if this is all about self-awareness, it's not about the other person. The other person's going to worry about themselves. They're going to react to whatever you have to say on their own terms and have to adjust and do whatever they're going to do. You can only worry about yourself. And it's all about you're learning how to realize to be confident and to be true to yourself because maybe up to this point, you haven't been. And you don't want to lie to these people, right? Mm-hmm. And you might feel like you've been, right? Because if you've never, if you're just people pleasing all the time, right. you know, you're realizing that you're not really showing them who you really are, let's say. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or these people probably don't want to, do, to go over your boundary. And they might not like the boundary. But at least making other people aware of the boundary mm-hmm. helps other people understand you. And then therefore they will open up and you'll understand them. Mm-hmm. It's 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 not about what how is this person going to react. It's scary, but you can't worry about how they're going to react because then again you're you're defeating the whole purpose. You're people pleasing again. You have to stay true to yourself. It could be the most illogical, stupid thing in the world. You could come across as, across as being absolutely rude and ignorant and whatever, and it does not matter. If this makes you uncomfortable, you have to share it. Because you're not being true to yourself. People can react however the hell they want to react. They do not have to understand what it is, but they need to understand who you are so they can have a relationship with you. Because that person's not going to want to have a relationship with somebody who's pretending to be something that they're not. Comes back to uh, Mulan. (laughs) There you go. Loyal, brave, and true. (laughs) So there we go. Yep. It doesn't matter who we're talking about. That is that that is the whole the whole purpose. Yep. Of boundaries. 
Okay. So who wants to, I figure we just go back and forth, but um, who wants to share? Do you want me to share a boundary or do you want to start? I don't care. I, I'm just trying to alleviate some of the shit that keeps showing up on my phone. <laughs> God damn it, another one popped up. Okay, where are we going? So we're just going to kind of show like the viewers. Okay. I should say the viewers, the, the listeners, <laughs> um, kind of how this is going to work. I thought this would be kind of neat because we've never done it. Right. No, we haven't. Not, enough, not, not like this, not in a formal way. No. To anybody. No. So this is literally like we're showing what exactly it would look like if you I actually mean, had to sit down and Some of these talk I have about. told to people, but it's not like I tell to everybody. Right. You want to go first? Or? Sure, I'll go first. Go ahead. So uh, this one I'll start with first because it's really high up on my list. Oh. And that's reliability. Yeah. I have a really big thing about it, like really big thing about it. Um, what I mean about like reliability is I, when somebody says they're going to do something, I expect them to do it. Now, obviously if there's an emergency, like I, that's a totally different thing, but this is, and again, it's just, I don't know. It, it's. If you say you're going to do something, it kind of goes back to trust, too, I guess, because mm-hmm. it's just like kind of all leads there. But there's just something about it. If you do that too much, I, I, get, I get really angry. Like, I get super, super angry. Um, I don't usually say anything, but then you... you in, not you, obviously. This is not. I'm just t- saying this is my boundary. No, I, I, I'm listening. Um, um, but you'll just end up like becoming that person to me. So like you will just be the unreliable person, and it's gotten to the point where it's so bad that I actually cut a friend out of my life because of it. Um, a year ago. Yeah, my yeah, my yeah. friend Heather. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I've known since I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. So, so this is a this is a relationship that. I, I was very, very close with her, and mm. um, she, and, and it's funny, because in the beginning, she was never really like that, when we, when we were, like, in high school and all that, she wasn't like that at all, but when she was an adult, um, she just, she was never, she could never count on her for anything, she was just that kind of a person where, you know, she would, if she showed up to something, she wasn't like a hundred percent there either. Mm. It was kind of like she she's kind of having her own demons that she's dealing and, with, and, and she does. She she yeah. does, but it's just a thing for me. Yeah. Like you know, what? I would rather somebody. We, we talked about this earlier. I would rather somebody say, "Hey, I can't do something," than to say, "Hey, I'm going to do this," and then not do it, because that that just you're making a commitment, mm. and commitments to me are very very serious. And I, I, I just, so what you are learning from this experience for me (laughs) is that if you really don't feel like you want to commit to something, I would rather you just say that you don't. And I don't actually don't have any issues with you doing this. But I I have no problem telling anyone, (laughs) I ain't doing it. I mean, yourself. obviously, I would like it to, you know, I don't want you to, you know, just be like, no, I'm not doing it, you know, <laughs> but, you know, like in a diplomatic way. But, yeah. Uh, I, let me get back to you <laughs> on the, on 
Thursday. <laughs> There's no such thing as Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> Thursday. V-Day. V-Day. Let me get back to you on V-Day. And I'm V. <laughs> so when it's my day, <laughs> then I'll get back to you. <laughs> so, no, I, can't, I get that because I'm the same way. I mean, and I'm one of those people, too, where it's like, if you really don't feel like doing it, you could probably just say, hey, I don't really feel like, you know what I mean? Because that, to me, that's not a, like, I don't have a boundary on that. My boundary is you commit and then you don't do it. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you can't do something, you can just tell me, hey, you know, I really just don't feel like doing it. Or, hey, I got. Hey, I'm going to kill my computer because, I, <laughs> my, yeah, we won't even go there. Yeah. But, um, no, I had that same problem both times I went to college. My first time around and then my second time around, I'd get put in a group with someone, like four people, and we're doing a project. I'm the one stuck doing all the freaking work. I'm the one stuck putting all of it together because everybody else is supposed to meet me in the library and do it. They all doing whatever they want. And then they show up the day of and say, do you have the report? Do you have this? Do you have that? And they didn't like it too much when I actually presented it myself with only my name on it and the teacher goes well what about the other three well what about the other three they were never giving me any work they never helped me with any of this I did this all on my own you think I'm gonna get an A and let Mm -hmm. them have it you're crazy so my first one is personal space stay the hell out of my bubble (laughs) I do not (laughs) stop (laughs) I I'm that person like I, I don't like crowds for one, it really brings on my anxiety. Mm. And then I'm that person. If it is crowded, I am starting to look for exit routes. And I have 50,000 different plans going through my head of how I can get out of this situation or that situation. Or if I get stuck over here, what's my best route to get out? Because I don't like to feel like I'm trapped. I have claustrophobic issues. And if I'm in even a house and it's a party and there's more than 10 people in there and I have to at least act like I am associating (laughs) with some of these people when I don't really want to. And I'm just like, you know, you'll find me in the corner and I body language, watch people. I read Mm -hmm. lips, you know, I profile people Mm -hmm. And people are like, oh, you're a profile? Yes, I am. I'm sorry. I do that a lot. Uh, That lets me know if you're trustworthy, approachable, or even if there's an interest in even trying to get to even know you. I don't normally talk to anyone unless someone talks to me first. That's just who I am. But I like my personal space. If I'm talking with people or around people Mm -hmm. I don't know, I have a radius that... I imagine, you know, draw a circle around that. That's my bubble. Mm-hmm. Please don't enter it. Don't yeah. bump into me. Don't enter it. Don't get in my face. Don't sneak up behind me and talk in my ear. You might actually get my elbow to your throat because you never walk up behind someone who's skilled <laughs> and who has been attacked before and knows how to fight off mm-hmm. an attacker because. You know, I I had to learn to protect myself. There's just things that drive me nuts. And I don't... Guys who have a tendency to lean in and try to talk to you, that's the worst mistake you can do to me because you might just get jabbed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So... (laughs) 
I just don't like it. It's it's like. So is this situational or is this? This is just about anything. Even if I'm grocery shopping, I if I'm in the aisle by myself, I expect to stay in the aisle by myself. If there's a lot of people, I will stay off to the side and I wait till people clear unless they need to get in the area where I'm at. And I use my manners. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, I wait till they all get out of my way and then I go do what I have to do. Or I will avoid the aisle if there's people in there. And I will go around if I have to loop a couple of times just to go down that aisle. I don't like my personal space being invaded. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I just don't. I guess because of everything I went through. It does set a trigger for me. And sometimes it's not a good trigger. You know, not a not a good yeah. trigger at all. So, because I don't know they're going to come at me at my throat or whatnot. You know, I, I've been in bad situations. I have a, a social boundary, which is I can't sit alone. I can't be alone for, I mean, I can be alone for certain periods of time. So, and I don't know if this might be a Zodiac thing too, a little bit, but it's, it's kind of a weird boundary, but I've realized that it is kind of a boundary because um, I have this issue with my mother a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, or even Brian sometimes. Like, um, like, I can be alone and work on a project or whatever, mm-hmm. but I can't do that forever. Like, I, I have to leave the house. I have to get out. Mm-hmm. And That's um, Mercury, actually. <laughs> But, but yeah, it's just, I've just realized that like, it's a boundary because other people, when you're interacting with other people, sometimes those same values don't align. Right. And so, um, you know, get, you know, getting up and doing things, Mm -hmm. leaving the house or having people come over. Those, Mm -hmm. these are all social things Mm -hmm. and it, it causes problems because, you know, like my mother, for example, she... (laughs) She's got the a complete. She has the opposite boundary to me. Right. She doesn't like it when people come over. Right. Because she feels like her her privacy is being invaded and mm-hmm. she can't be herself. Right. And so I've had to compromise with her mm-hmm. and basically be like, well, you know, you're not getting your way all the way and I'm not getting my way all the way. So like at night, like I have to text her when we go downstairs so that she can wander around in her nightgown. Right. When people are here. Right, you know no, what I mean. I so, but this, but yeah, so that's that's a boundary for me. It, it, it's a Mercury thing because you're Gemini, um, Virgo. Yeah, but we're both ruled by Mercury. I too work better alone when I'm working on things mm-hmm. in my creative state and everything. But I come down here because I enjoy being around you. That's my, and I can't always sit home. I have to go out once in a while. Mm-hmm. And go do something, whether it's just to wander around at a store. Yeah. I, I have to do that. Or go for a drive. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I need to be able to get out, too, because I'm not an office person. Mm-hmm. I can't stand work being inside of an office. That, that's like, that kills me. I feel like death is upon me when I'm in an office. It's the weirdest damn feeling, but that's just how I feel because I need to be out. I need to be out and about. I like to choose when I'm social, but then there are times where I don't. So, mm-hmm. like, and so I will get really annoyed. Like, if I don't want to talk to somebody, I don't want to be put in a situation where I don't want. Like, so for example, like, growing up, I always um, was taught that, you know, when 
like when you go into a kitchen or a living room or something, mm-hmm. you know, you're supposed to talk to people because mm-hmm. it's a common area. Mm-hmm. So it's just, and it wasn't like it was taught to me, but like, you, you know, you just pick that up naturally right. because that's just the way it it's was. It's embedded by what you see. Right. And, um, uh, so I, I implement that even now. So, mm-hmm. but there are times where I don't want to interact with anyone. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, crap, I have to go downstairs Mm-hmm. It, because in, it's ingrained in me that if mm-hmm. I go into the kitchen, if somebody is in there, I have to acknowledge that they're there. Or say at least hi. Yeah, I have to. Yeah. And, and I'm just, I, if I'm wanna. in a mood where I'm like, I don't. And if I, and then I, I feel like I'm coming across as being rude. <laughs> it still must be a Mercury thing because <laughs> I'm, I all come out of my room. And if the door to my parents' room is open, that means they're both up. And I will tiptoe. Well, I really can't make a lot of noise in our house anyway because we don't have anything that makes noise. But I will sneak out there and I will look. And if my dad's sitting in his chair, I can see the back of his mm-hmm. head. And then if he's there, he doesn't bother me as much as my mother. It drives me crazy. And then I'll lean a little bit in to see if she's in her chair. Mm-hmm. If she's in her chair, I won't go in the kitchen just yet. I'll go back to my room <laughs> until I hear her go out the door. <laughs> Another mind boundary, and this is a big boundary, and I had to have said it many a times, mainly with men, as you do not touch me, never without my permission. Men had the tendency to walk up and put their arm around me at bars and stuff, and I'm like, can I help you? That's I would weird. literally just pick up their hand by their finger yeah. and like get your freaking hand off of me get your arm off of me uh, what are you having little lady uh not you <laughs> <laughs> and th- that or they would grab my butt or they would grab my boobs and i hate that that to me is sexual harassment and i i got bounced out of a bar one night because a guy literally came up and put his arm around me. I didn't even know who he was. Mm-hmm. Grabbed my right breast with his right hand because he's put it over my shoulder mm-hmm. and started talking to me in my ear. He was a little drunk. And I said, can you like let go of me? And I pulled his hand off. I twerked a little bit. It was just a judo grab mm-hmm. and pu- pushed him back. And um, he come up behind me, and they're like, "Don't, don't do that to her." And he come up behind me, and all I could think of was Susie Bush, whatever her name was, and um, uh, Miss Congeniality. I said, "Okay, yeah. it's my turn to sing." Solarplex, NC nose, groin. I hit him in his groin, and he goes, "Ah!" They said, "Touch me again," and I will just keep on hitting you. Don't ever do that again to me. Don't ever touch me. Never without my permission. And I actually said it in Latin like I was telling you earlier. But I I don't like to be touched. I don't like it when people come up. I had people who come up and play with my hair. People I don't know would come up and play with my hair. And I'm like, did you wash your hands? You're touching my hair. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. Do I have a sign on me that says, touch me, pet me? You know, I don't even know you. It's different if it's a friend of mine and they're fucking around with me, you know, playing around. Yeah. But complete strangers would come up. I had a woman come up and motorboat me. And I'm like, oh, my 
God. And I just shoved her across the room. I was like, personal space, boundary broken. Touching, boundary broken. Do it again, I'm going to break you. Um, I guess, so this one I put is sensitive. Is a boundary. Well, I, don't, I shouldn't say that sensitivity is a boundary necessarily, but um, I am... We'll bring the zodiac signs back in because we were talking about that mm-hmm. earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I'm a Gemini in most of my planets, but I'm on the cusp. Right. So I do have some cancer characteristics a yes. lot of the times um, where I come across to a lot of people as being very strong, um, but I'm actually really not. I'm actually, I'm, I'm a very sensitive person, so um, I, take, I take things really badly a lot of the time. So, um, like, any kind of insulting, um, even if it's joking a lot of times, I don't take that stuff really well. Um, most of the time, I don't really say anything, so... I will just kind of keep it inside unless, and then of course, unless of course it just, there's a lot of it going on. And then sometimes I will lash out mm-hmm. and get really, really angry in the moment. And it just seems kind of random, but really it's because it's been like building and building and building. Mm-hmm. But I've noticed that that's an issue. Like that's an actual bound boundary for me is that I just don't, um, I don't like when people are putting me down and other people down. Like I just... And a lot of times people don't even realize that they do it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just, you know, they're joking around or, you know, they're, you know, really into whatever they're doing and they're not really focused on, like, other people. Mm-hmm. Um, that's usually what, what happens. Obviously, some people are just downright rude and they're just doing it on purpose. Yeah. But I usually hide it. So people don't usually realize that they're insulting me. Mm-hmm. Um. But I've just, I don't know, I've just noticed that it's like a, it's like an issue. It's, it's just, I don't know. I don't, I'm trying to figure out how to explain that better. Like, I don't know, I'm just really, I'm a really sensitive, really sensitive person. Like, it, even things that people wouldn't necessarily think as being really insulting, I just don't really like. Like, I don't know. So, I think uh, it's harder when people don't realize they're doing it. And it's one of those things, too, where it's like, with me, I know this kind of a boundary is kind of difficult because people are not necessarily going to know that they've said something that really upset me. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like I have to like tell that person every single time in the moment. And that's kind of a pain. <laughs> um, because obviously when someone's just downright mean, it's really obvious. Like even, right, to, the, right. even to everyone else around, they're all right. like, what the hell is this person doing? Right. But sometimes it's just like, Things that maybe someone else might not even consider being, being, you know what I mean? Like, insensitive, you know what I mean? Like, like even just offhanded comments will bother me a lot of times, you know? Um, trying to think of something, you know? And I noticed that those who kind of do them are also ones that used to have it done to them. Mm-hmm. Because it, it forms a habit. Yeah. And they don't realize they're doing it. Even though they never felt, like, you know, they didn't like the way they felt when the people were doing it to them, too. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of, like, an example of something. I don't know, like, no. you know, like, maybe, like... Well, I don't like, like your pants. No, well, that's kidding. obvious, though. Like, that <laughs> would know. be so mean. Like, you would never right, say that. Right. But, like, for example, like, some offhanded comment would kind of be, like, 
you know, I really like, a lot of people know I like tea. If you're a friend of mine, you know I like tea. Right. But if you, like, said, like, oh, you know, tea, but I prefer coffee better. Like, to me, no, but to me, I take that as an insult. Right. Because you're basically, you're basically insulting the fact, you don't say it outright. Right. But you insulted the fact that I like tea by saying that you like coffee. I can't, I, I can't even walk into a Starbucks if they're <laughs> brewing coffee because yeah. I, I just, I can't handle the smell of it. Yeah. And I'm like, if you want your huh. coffee, go ahead. I don't want it. <laughs> but see, if I liked coffee, I would take that as an insult. I'm sorry. Because you're, because, no, no, I'm just saying, I'm using no, that as what saying. you said as an example, right? Right, right. Like, because you're basically saying, like, eh, I don't like coffee. But what if I, like, you knew I really like coffee? You're insulting me, right? Well, that's so, on and you. I wouldn't say, no, <laughs> I know. I'm just, I'm just. But no, but what I'm saying is, is that that's a boundary for me. Right. So if I'm around somebody who does that a lot, I'm going to get really angry all the time. I won't say anything. Like, now, I mean, obviously, now I'm supposed to say something. Right, right. But before, I just seethe and be like, okay, I'll get you back fucking later. <laughs> But that's but that's what I mean. Like I've recognized right. that. Right, right. Right. So it's just like a little off. I just don't like it when people put other people down. Like even though they don't realize they're doing it. Right. You're if you don't value other people like if you if you clearly know, like for example, if you know I like tea, anybody, any friend or Brian mm-hmm. or anybody, everybody has like tea. So there's no reason why anybody should be making a fucking joke about it, right? Now, I'm using this as an example. Right, right. So if you are clearly making some offhanded comment about something else, you're doing it as to, to be snarky. And that's how I look at it. Mm. As I look at it as disrespectful, I guess. Yeah. And if I see some, it happening to somebody else, like, for example, if you were here and you were drinking tea and Brian said an offhanded, offhanded comment to you about it, I'd feel the exact same way. It's just the way I am. I just, I recognize, oh, that person was actually insulting that person offhandedly. That's, that, that's how I look at it. Yeah. And a lot of people are just like, eh, whatever. But that, for me, that's a, it, that to me really bothers me. And if somebody keeps doing it all the time, I get really angry. But if I tell someone <laughs> I don't like coffee, I'm a tea drinker, I'm not doing it to... Oh, no. no I'm just, you know, I'm not doing that... To insult them, I, I'm just being honest. No, 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 I totally no, get that. Right. Like, no, I think it's totally fine to, like, in the beginning, like, when you don't know somebody, for example, <clears throat> right. you just say, you know, I prefer coffee, I'm not really a tea drinker, that's not insulting. Right. But to say it, like, the way you said it, that <laughs> yeah, to me is yes. rude, yeah. because you're clearly making fun that. of it, right. right? Or keep repeating it, like, okay, we all know <laughs> that you don't like coffee. You don't have to keep bringing... You know what I mean? Like, if I was a coffee drinker, for uh-huh. example, and you kept saying, like... I only like tea. I only like tea. Uh, yeah. Blah. Yeah. Then, to me, you're, you're continually being yeah. insulting. So right. that's a... So that was my, those were my examples. <laughs> I, I get it. Let's See, I had to dig down deep to find that, too, because I'm a tea drinker. I don't like coffee, so I was honest. <laughs> So, let's see, another one of mine. Let me pick one out of here. Um, I don't know what type of boundary you want to call this, but it's it's be guy related because I, you know, yeah. and dating related. Don't make me feel like you're interested 
and then act like you're not. That <laughs> is like a, a pet peeve and a boundary for me because that is like the biggest turn off in a sense. Why would someone do that? But people have done that to but, me before. But I'm trying to think of what their motive would be. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> they're maybe they're wishy washy themselves. But, you know, they will approach me. They will talk to me. They'll ask for my number. They'll message me. They'll act like they're really into me. We'll hang out. And then all of a sudden, they just, like, you know, can we just be friends? It's like either they're not getting what they want because I don't just give. Mm -hmm. Or whatnot, but to me, leading someone on to believe mm-hmm. that something is going to go somewhere, even if you're just building a foundation, and then like change, stop, halt, and change it in your wishy-washy like mm-hmm. that's the worst thing you can do to a human being. Because I'm the t- I'm a Virgo. I don't have time for this shit. If if you are interested. Act like you're interested. Stay interested. Unless you come out and say, you know what? We've met a couple of times. I like you as a person. I'm not interested in, as in making yeah. a relationship with you. I would get that. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't hurt my feelings. And it wouldn't want me to, like, you know. <laughs> because I would understand that. I would respect yeah. that. Because, one, you've had the balls enough to actually say, hey, this is what. Because I'll tell you, too, if, you know, yeah, I like you as a human being. Mm-hmm. That's my, one of my lines, because I like humans, you know. But eh, I don't think we're a good match. I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste my time. I've actually had a guy goes, so all this time you spent with me talking, that, that was a waste of your time? It is if it's going nowhere. To me, it's a waste of time if you're putting hours and hours in to getting to know someone and they're not, they're dragging their feet or they're not moving forward or they're not acting like they're interested anymore, but all along they were. And Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, if you don't like me, tell me you don't like me. You know, if you don't, if you're not interested, tell me you're not interested because... I don't like to waste my time. Oh, I'm a waste of time? Uh, yeah. If you're giving me this flim-flammy type of behavior, you're fickled. You don't know what the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. I don't have time for that. My my life is precious. I'm busy. I can't just keep giving you all my time and energy if this is all we're ever going to be. And friends, when you know that we've already talked about trying to build to a relationship to mm-hmm. be more, but it's halted. It doesn't go that way. Mm-hmm. I said, if all you want to be is friends, then tell me that's all you want to be is friends. I said, you're not going to hurt me by telling me the truth. Lying to me and dragging it along is going to piss me off. And where are you now? I'm not talking to you. Mm-hmm. You might have been an interesting person. You might have been, 
is someone that I really loved going out and hanging out with and singing karaoke with and da 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 da. But I don't know. <laughs> you led me on and you dropped it. And I don't like. I don't like that. I I like to know what people's intentions are. They they're afraid of your reaction. Why though? Because I, you, they said that they wanted a relationship, and they're afraid that if they said that they didn't, <laughs> that you would like freak out or something. I don't know. Boy, <laughs> I mean, I don't. <laughs> I freak out more with lies than I do with yeah. truth. With truth, would be like, oh, okay, I get that. I people can lie, respect you. People lie all the time. I know, but afraid. I don't. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying. I just know this personal experience myself. Yeah. You know that people lie, lie will rather lie to you than tell you the truth because they're afraid, usually. I'd rather be hurt with the yeah. truth than a lie. Oh, yeah. That is lie. my quote. I'd rather be hurt with the truth than a lie. It just hurts more in the moment. <laughs> yes, it does. But it once does. you get it over with, but, then you're fine. But if you... It's like pulling the Band-Aid off. Right. Yeah. But it's... And sometimes it can be a good hurt because yeah. it could yeah. be like, okay, I understand that. And maybe if you actually can talk to one another, you say, well, what was it about it that you didn't like? And then things may come into play that there might be some things you really didn't like about it, but you were able to, you were willing to overlook it because you actually liked the conversations you had with this person mm -hmm. or you liked the way you felt around this person or you could be yourself around this person. Okay. All uh, right. Go ahead. You want, you, you want to do one more and then I'll do one more? Well, I was just going to say privacy. Is that your last one? Yep. Okay. Because sometimes I just don't care to share. And it's on a need-to-know basis. Mm -hmm. And maybe you just don't need to know. Oh, I totally get that, because that's probably one of mine. But that's not what I wrote down, but I have that. <laughs> I, I'm very big on privacy. Yeah. If I don't know you, then I'm not going to tell you everything. Now, if I'm with someone that I know and other people are talking about certain things... I end up saying things that I normally wouldn't say because I'm comfortable enough to say it because I've already told that person that I'm with anyway, but now everybody else that's around me is going to find out because <laughs> like today I blurted out, oh, I, I was in a bad relationship, blah, 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 blah. and I was like, after I said that, I was like, damn it. <laughs> But because you were next to me, oh, oh. and it's something that I've already shared with you, and it is something I've shared on the podcast, mm -hmm. but I've never shared it with those people because those people are complete strangers to me. But I felt that it was easier to talk about it, especially when there was already other women there that had been hurt in the past. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's like a healing process. And the more you talk about your problems, the more you're able to heal through your mm -hmm. problems because problems aren't meant to be left inside. They're meant to actually talk about it. And you keep talking about it and keep talking about it until that pain subsides mm -hmm. and the crying and the tears stop and everything because that's how you heal. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't understand that. But, yeah, I, I'm very big on my privacy. If I'm dating someone, I it'll be months before... Most of my family knows I'm dating. I mean, or my kid. I could be dating someone for three, four months before I say, oh, by the way, I got a boyfriend. You wouldn't tell me? 
I, well, you probably. You, you, I don't think you could not tell me. Yeah, you, you would be like the day first day. You'd be like, so <laughs> you, <laughs> this guy. Actually, you and Travis would probably be the <laughs> first two I would tell because I could tell you guys anything and not worry about it. I'm not going to get judged or anything like that. I can't tell stuff like that to my kid because I like younger guys. My kid would freaking have a cat, mom. You know, it's like whatever. And then my mom, my mom's the same way. Don't you think he's a little young for you? He's younger than your son, or he's as young as your son, or he's a little older than your son, but he's still younger than you. It's <laughs> oh like, it's, it's like, and if he tickles my fancy, then I'm going to run with it, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm so sick and tired of people telling me it's okay for an older man to date a younger woman, but it's not okay for an older woman to date a younger man. Now, granted, men do not mature fast enough as women. I'm sorry, but most of them don't. But some of them do. Uh-huh. Some of them are mature. Some of them do work hard for what they have. Some of them are respectful. I mean, you can grab 20 men from all different age brackets and throw them in the pot. And you never know which one's going to be the better one out of the both. Because everybody grows at... Well, matures at a certain age. If they have an old soul, they mature early. Mm-hmm. It's easy. You can see by the, what they have, what they do, what they know, and how they treat people. You can have a young guy who is very mature and works hard, and you can have a guy that's 20 years older than him, still don't know what the fuck he wants out of life. Mm-hmm. So, it's not age. It's mindset Mm -hmm. so to me it makes no difference when you hit a certain age in your life with me it was 25 when you know a lot when you've gone to college when you raise a kid when you do a lot of things that make you wake up and realize there's things you want and and as you progress through life from that moment on um time is to me is irrelevant. Maybe we should start read, you know, show, showing age by maturity, m- mental maturity level. Well, if that's the case. I'm 150. They should have some sort of like machine that you know, <laughs> tells you what your maturity level is. Uh, that would be cool. And then you go around and be like, Hi, I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm, 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 I'm sorry, no. Well, I use a gamer's. I use a gamer's tactic. I'm a level. I'm a yeah, level yeah. 54. But I mean, it's like you know, age like time becomes irrelevant. Yeah. It, it no longer makes a difference how old you are. It's how you perceive things, how you talk to people, how you associate with people, how you do things, how other people treat you, how you treat other people. That's what should be the most important thing. How you feel about someone, how they feel about you, no matter what relationship is. It, age should never define anything. Mm-hmm. After you reach a certain age. And the reason why I say after you reach a certain age. Because there is laws. There's just some things that are very private. And there's some things that I've done in life. That I may not share with everybody. And there's some things people still don't know. Well everybody has. Everybody is entitled yeah. to their secrets. And, and yeah. So privacy is big for me. So what's your last one? Is the one you're not going to like. Uh oh. <laughs> Which one's that? So my... Last boundary is I do not like being the center of attention. Um, I'm kind of the opposite to you. You were talking about crowds. 
mm-hmm. before. Um, I actually don't mind crowds at all. In fact, I can be in a crowd full of people and it not bother me at all. Like, they could be touching me and... Like, I mean, obviously, they're not meaning to touch me. Not like, you know, people groping you. But, like, yeah. people bumping into you and stuff like that. That doesn't bother me. But if they all turn and look at me, that sort of bothers me. So, I don't... I don't mind being the center of attention in, like, a small group of people. You know, like, when people are having a conversation, let's say. Mm-hmm. And, obviously, you're saying something and they're listening to you. Like, that doesn't bother me. But I don't... I don't like everyone to turn and look unless it's something where I'm expecting it. Like, if you're performing. Like, obviously, I know I'm going to perform, so I'm going to go on stage. Everyone's looking at me. I'm, yes, I get. I have social anxiety and all mm. that stuff. That bothers me, but it's not my boundary. It's like, I put myself in this situation. I don't like it. Most people don't like being on stage and mm-hmm. performing, whatever. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to just normal, everyday stuff... I don't just, I don't like, you know, to just be like put on the spot and like have a bunch of people randomly look at me. It, ma- it makes me very uncomfortable. Kind of the same way it makes you uncomfortable being in crowds. Mm. It's literally the same thing. It's just the opposite of it. Well, I don't like to be a center of attention either. <laughs> but there are certain actions that people do that make people turn and look at you. Right, because you're doing something that's kind of out of like out of the ordinary. For example, obviously, no one typically people aren't going to look at you if you're just doing something that everyone else is doing. Nobody's going to look at you, right? Unless you're me and <laughs> her husband, and you go into stores singing and dancing and carrying on, or you're sitting at a restaurant table and you just want to bust out in song. <laughs> but that's who I am. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that I've never done any of those things, right. like. I, obviously, I've been in so many different choirs over the years, and we used to mm-hmm. go touring, and everybody's singing and dancing. That's different. Like, yeah. when there's a group of people all doing it, the center of attention isn't on me. Right. And it's more it's on of, the like... Group. Right. And in that case, like, it doesn't bother me as much because, for one, people seem to like it better. Like, like in choir, like, people are like, okay, obviously, we all could sing. We're all singing in harmony. And so people actually really liked it. Right. And it didn't feel like we were bothering anybody, or people weren't just focusing on one person. It was, like, a group thing. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. It's just... Yeah, but if you're not the one making the noise or making the sound or doing whatever... As long as, as long as the whatever's going on isn't involving me and I'm not connected to it in any way, I'm perfectly fine with it. But if I'm involved in that situation at all, you're, it's basically, I feel like I'm, I don't have any control because that, it's like this person or situation is making me... Into the, into the situation that I did not choose to be in. So I feel like my control is being taken away from me. It's kind of like if I shoved you into a crowd and was like, bye, have fun, and I just leave. You know what I mean? It's like... <laughs> I'd be like, I'm killing you when you get home. <laughs> you better sleep with one eye open. <laughs> and uh, that's me playing. <laughs> and it's not because I don't think people are good or I'm not good or anything. It's just... It's the feeling. Yeah. That I get from it. You know, you know what it's I mean? Like, it's spotlights on you. I feel uncomfortable in that situation. Yeah. I mean, even, even, if, even if I was with somebody and they were absolutely amazing and mm. everyone loved it, mm. I would still feel that way. Because it's just, it makes me uncomfortable. Like, just that much center of attention. Now, if it's removed from me mm. and that person, you know, goes on stage or walks away from me and goes does it somewhere else in the same room, that that's that has nothing to do with me then like I'm not but if they're like standing right next to me and they're not <laughs> because then they're literally they're just gonna focus on mm-hmm. on me 
That's and I've been on stage before. I don't really have stage fright. That it's it's more like I'm concerned. Of, um, I can stand there and sing. It's what they're thinking. Well, yeah, that's... that goes through my head. Yeah, and not. Because to me, stage fright is people that they look out and they can't, they get, they're in fear. Oh, no. I, I, I have the other. I, I have like, no fear of performing. I, it's like what, people looking at me See, I'm while just I'm too, on the stage. I'm just too aware of people in general in my life, period. Like, I'm like always aware of what's going on. Unless I'm like going through some sort of issue and I'm really focusing on that issue mm-hmm. and I'll just be like overthinking it and then I'll I'll be oblivious to everything else going around me, but I'm just I'm just too aware of everything going on. Like all the people. Like I walk into a room and I'm like, okay, person. Well that's what I do when I yeah. scan a room when I walk in there when there's too many people yeah. in there because I need to know where my avenues yeah. are to get out. See, but I'm the do best it place that. to eat. I'm not sit. thinking of that. Oh, I'm like, okay, oh, he doesn't like her and she looks like she's having a bad day and this person's probably thinking this and that, like I'm actually analyzing like all these people. <laughs> I do that after I'm sitting down. Oh. But but my first thought when I walk into a crowded room is where's the exits? Yeah. Where's the restroom? And you know, what you know, like what the layout is so I know where the best place to move about if I need to get out of there fast. Like, I could totally, like, if I take my contacts out and I mm-hmm. go up on stage, I'm fine. Because I can't see, see anyone's faces. So I can't focus on, like, okay, what is that person thinking? Ah, well, see, I have to wear my glasses. So, and then I'm fine. So, but it's like, I can't do that a but lot. There's a lot because of- I, I could trip and kill myself because of that, my contacts. Yeah. Then. I, I, I can't really, I mean, I can see. But it's not, like, right. super clear. Right. You know what I mean? So it would be nice if they, like, invented something, like, in the future where, like, you could see only what you wanted to see. I <laughs> you know, know, right? Like, contacts that you put in where it's, like, it has, like, face recognition where it's, like, yes. oh, those are people, so we don't show them. But you could see everything else. Yes. I'd be great. Fantastic. Yes. yes. That would be awesome. That would be so awesome. That would be like spy work. Yeah. <laughs> Just call me a ghost. You, now you see me, now you don't. <laughs> but, yeah, so. So, um, I, what are we taking away from this episode? What are we taking away? Well, um, any new people come in my life are getting told my boundaries straight up front. Those too old in my life, I'm just not <laughs> going to worry about telling them. And those who are in my life right now that are my age or younger than me, well, I don't really have anyone my age. Those who are like five to ten years older than me and younger than me, if I have a problem, they're going to know about it. I'm going to say, hey, can we talk? Be nice to one another. And, and just try to be more self-aware, I think. Yeah. When something is bothering you. Yeah, we all should be. And, yeah. And, you know, it's going to be hard to, to work on that, I think. Yeah, it for is. for me. It is. You know, to, like, actually say, hey, I don't really... 
This is not, I'm not very comfortable right now. Yeah, well, we all have our issues. We all have our triggers. Um, If you have a trigger, best thing to do is keep a a notebook with you. Or if you have a smartphone, Mm -hmm. you know, take notes and put it in your notepad or whatever, depending on, uh, notepad is Apple. I don't know what an Android has. I only use Apple. But... You know, or voice memos, you know, say it in a voice memo and mm-hmm. keep track of it. You know, I'm at such and such place, such and such time of the day. This took place and it really bothered me. And then why? What? When you go home, listen to it and then write down what was it that mm-hmm. bothered you? What, what do you think was the trigger? And think about what happened in prior you know, year ago or whenever this ever happened before and see if there's a pattern because, you know, it does come from stuff that's happened in the past. Mm-hmm. And then so, addressing it to whoever yeah. you need to address it to and how you're going to do that and expect them not to be, you know, hold your ground and, and, right. and expect it not to be easy. Yeah. I, I'm not... I'm not a firm believer on writing a journal, like every day, draw mm-hmm. down your notes, but I am a firm believer of if you dream a lot, you need a dream journal. You need to write down your dreams. If you have triggers and, and issues and things that bother you, you need to jot that down. There's several ways of journaling. That you don't need, oh, well, today I did this, and this made me happy, and I went here, and I went there. You mm-hmm. don't, you don't, it doesn't have to be a play-by-play. Yeah. Um, but things are bothering you. You should write it down. You should always write something down, because then you can go back and analyze it later. Mm-hmm. And if you have, say, six months worth, and you can look at, start seeing a pattern in that, that'll help you. Mm-hmm. And then you can go, okay, well, why does this bother me? What what can I do to help myself? And, you know, just be kinder to yourself. And if it's and if it's the same person, mm-hmm. and if you actually tie a name to what's going on, well, then you know you need to talk to this person mm-hmm. about it. And if it's someone that you haven't known very long, maybe it's time to say, yeah, okay, my ear is buzzing. So, and, um, you know, create a safe word, um, with people that you have really good relationships with. Um, because, you know, sometimes, you know, depending upon what the issue is, it might be, you know, you're not always in a good place when you're having a moment, you know what I mean? Right. And if you tell certain people that you have really good relationships with, that, that you're really open with and understand... Mm-hmm. If you, if you, if everybody has a word that we all use, you know, um, when you're in a moment and you say the word, everyone knows that some, your boundary has been crossed and you're like not in a good place. And it might not be because of them. Right. You could be with your, if you're with a group of friends or something or you're right. out, you know, this, this person will help you, you know what right. I mean? Because they'll know that something's going it's on. It's a safe word for a reason. It's, you know, get me the hell out of this, you know, uh, somebody bumped into me or uh, somebody just touched me or this is transpiring over here, but it's making me feel uncomfortable. I need to get out of here, you know? 
Uh, people get anxiety. People get agitated and not necessarily where they, they get mad and pissed off and aggressive, but it's like they're about to shut down. They can't handle it. They start trembling. They start, you know, grasping for air. That's an anxiety mm. attack that their heart feels like it's going to jump out of their chest. And they're quite painful. Um, I've had my few share, more than a few. And um, sometimes they just need to hear a voice and be with people that they know that they're safe and be swift away, you know, let's go. It's time to leave, you know. Take someone, they need someone who's willing to take control of the mm. situation. Don't let up. I know. So anyway, <laughs> on that note, <clears throat> choose your battles wisely. And on that note, uh, thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, until our next podcast, please stay safe. Take care of yourselves. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. And be true to yourself. And love yourself so much that it makes you feel good every day. So from us to you, we'll talk to you later. Much love. Blessed be. Bye. Bye. And if you would like to contact us, you may do so at our email eclecticsoulpodcast at gmail.com our Instagram account is eclecticsoulpodcast our Facebook is eclecticsoul.org our YouTube is eclecticsoul and our website is eclecticsoul.org Jen? If you want to reach me my personal website is music and mystery dot com my soundcloud is the soundcloud page the soundcloud.com slash jennifer dash feltman my facebook is at music and mystery and my instagram is at music and mystery and if you would like to reach me personally my facebook is at just call me jinjin my instagram is at call me Jinjin or look for goddess and my twitter is at Jin Sullivan thank you and have a blessed day blessed be